It's John and Rachel, and it is the third episode of Ya Jagger Late Night. And we're still here. They're still letting us do it here at 5000 McKnight Road. We have a studio audience here, and you should make sure you come down and do that with us because there's usually, there are usually drinks, there are snacks, and there are a bunch of people just hanging out. I loved just seeing people kind of come in. Yeah. We didn't know we're coming, so definitely come in, pull a chair up, and enjoy. We, listen, are we super stoked for tonight? We have three guests and a musician who we are so excited to talk to. I know that we're sort of like Jimmy Fallon where we say we love that every time, but we do because Tracy has an all-star cast yet again. Here's how my summary is going to read. Ready? Okay. Two Joshes and a Brian. Yeah. It's like three men and a baby, but not at all. Two Joshes and a Brian and all great guests. Well, the cool thing is it is three men and a baby and a musician. Oh, there is a baby here. Because yeah. a musician is and has <laughs> their baby here. So, anyways, it is, uh, we, we want to remind you that if you're listening or watching the podcast for the very first time, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube right. channel or Facebook. Make sure you subscribe to the audio podcast. And also, remember, if you're missing it all and you're out riding around, you can listen to it at 10 p.m. every Friday night on Q92.9. Super excited speaking up, thanks to Q92.9, as well as People's Gas. Call 811 before you dig into any kind of home project, because it's the law. Also, thanks to Dryer Vent Wizard. If you haven't paid attention, we have a couple of folks called... Jag braggers. They are correspondents who go out and they do some fun things on site so that we can acquaint you with more Pittsburgh things like where you at, which is a microism of neighborhoods. Monica killed it this week. She went to Brighton Heights, so of course, I mean, that's, I mean listen, I mean, that's where I'm from. John lives there, and we were like, you need to go to Brighton Heights, and it paid off because people were like, I remember Tom Friday's market. Yep. That was like the epitome. But also, CCP, which is California Psychopath, and uh, we have Headed over to our favorite coffee place. But you'll get to see clips of all of that on the show here tonight. And on top of that, we have to say thank you to... Oh, we already said thank you to People's Gas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Rorick, as, as far as, as our studio sponsor Rorick well. Automotive rocks. We're so excited. Happy birthday to Jason Mocha. How about that? <laughs> over the air. He will be so happy to hear that. All right. So listen, so. you heard who our guests are. You know who makes this all happen. And now we got to tell you, here's what we've been talking about this week. If you did not pay attention, we have what we call the ultimate schmear campaign. Why? We attacked none other than David Hyde. Field, Ron Smiley, Shelly Duffy, and Doug Oster. We're not afraid. Right. Go check out the videos because we're ready and to just win the perfect plate again over at Recipe for Hope this coming Saturday night, like the the third Friday. Friday the night. Third. Yeah. Friday so we're night. really excited. We're not gonna. We've already said what we're making. So my dad is the celebrity chef. John and I are there pushing our peddling our goods, and it is turkey croquettes with some cranberry sauce. We're really excited to see what other people have, but we're gonna win. And then on Saturday. Did you hear? No. Margie and Mike are here, and they are entering as our Yenzer Olympics. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yenzer Olympics go to Maiden PGH to get the all, the greatest tailgate. In the meantime, we have 40 seconds to tell you about what was on the blog, Rach. So I actually found one. Right. Do it. Get out, because a woman actually got out of her car to pay her ticket to get out of the parking garage. And somebody called me out Wait, on it and said. Not only did she get out of her car, <laughs> she, she wound down a window and went through the window instead of just stepping around her car. Someone yelled at me. It was like, you're going to be old someday. Yeah. I already am. Yeah. And I was simply saying it happens. That's all. And we and have yours? thanks to Marie Popchak, Love. who's a friend and a family member, really, who gave us a perpendicular. There's no parallel parking in this picture. It's all perpendicular parking. First guest up, we're so excited to welcome the one and only VP of Marketing from the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, Brian Gulish. Stay with us on your Jagoff Late Night. Rach, I have to vent. Here's my dryer vent. This one time, I had a, found a Lee press-on nail in my dryer stuff, and mm. it was not mine. Vom in the throat, vom in the throat. Ugh. One time, my kids left Kleenexes mm. from one of their worst whooping coughs in their pocket. Guys, 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 you guys are such jagoffs. That's not the type of dryer venting we're talking about. We professionally clean your dryer vent to increase your dry time and save you guys some money. For so four hours. Went, like 10 pounds you wet. You jagoffs, you need to get your dryer vents clean. Hey all, it is Jay here at Rorick Mazda. So for uh, many of you that might have got, I don't know, glasses or contacts and just don't quite remember this very cute face, two dead giveaways. You know, just look for the bow tie or look for me carrying the Starbucks. Many of you have got to share some coffee with me. I just wanted to kind of reintroduce myself, but more importantly, express my gratitude. October has always been a big month of 
gratitude for me personally on a way that I can thank all of my customers throughout the years. Anything that you would like me to address, whether it be with your current vehicle, a future vehicle, I'm always, always here to help. And I think that is the key differentiator. Yes. Mainly this video is just to wrap up to let you know, this face is still here to help. So if you need anything at all, I'm a phone call, an email, or a text message away, guys. It's always a pleasure catching up with you, and I really look forward to kind of doing this throughout the future to stay in touch with you all. And we're back on you, Jagoff Late Night. Rachel, you're fanning yourself. You're already sweating to death. Because we have great guests. How was yeah. that? that? There you go. There we you go. need to take time to catch up with Brian Goolish. We've known him. I was listening to you talk to Tracy about all of the things that you've done. We've interviewed you for almost all of them, which is so cool. you are on my cool. podcast. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Which I'm so proud of because it is an honor to do anything with the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. You know, so often people talk about, like, there are so many nonprofits in our city. Mm -hmm. We want to help support so many, but you guys have your finger on the pulse of what works in the community. So welcome back. Well, thanks for and now having we me. get to talk to you about all the great things that you're doing to help people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, if you go back to when the pandemic started, and I started at the food bank about six months before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you're just getting like your bearings, you're settling in, you're, you're forming your department of marketing and communications, you're learning about the brand and what the sure. mission is. So you can go out and promote and create awareness. And then the pandemic hits. And overnight, the world changes. And for us, it was we went from, you know, serving a large population to 20% more population we had to serve overnight. So as things have progressed over the last three years or so since the pandemic began, a lot of people think, okay, we're getting out of that pandemic age and the need's going down. Well, the need's just as high and even higher than it was during the peak of the pandemic because of inflation. Sure, um, right. And all those variables that go in, food costs that go up, and the need has gone up too, which we can talk about in a little bit. Yeah, yeah sure. Brian, you, we, you weren't in this world, you were in, and then you go there, and now you said you built your team. What's some of the things you've actually learned? Like, oh my God, like I never knew as far as the food desert or food needs that are here in Western Pennsylvania? Yeah, so I was familiar with the food bank. I saw the food bank. But until you're in charge of leading a great right. team to promote the food bank yeah. through all the different marketing channels, um, you quickly learn. And at the time, it was one in seven people in southwestern Pennsylvania were food insecure, including one in five children. And then during the pandemic, that obviously spiked. But one of the things that people don't realize is during the pandemic, you had all the federal assistance programs. Right. So you had SNAP benefits that were increased. You were getting the $600 checks that were able to supplement your food. You were getting the child credits um, to provide food assistance to your child. And a lot of the federal funds that were there during that time, they've since expired uh, or been reduced drastically. Right. And now we've seen a great increase just in the last year um, in the need for food assistance, and it's rivaling that of the pandemic. So when you see how many people, how many families... And it's people who are working jobs. It's people who are working two jobs. Yeah. Um, and, and you just don't really, until you're into it and you learn about it, it's, it could be anybody. It could be your neighbor. And before the pandemic, there was a real fine line, um, but it wasn't talked about a lot. Mm -hmm. But when it was brought out during the pandemic, people quickly learned that there was a big need and that need is still there. Yeah. What have you learned since then from a marketing perspective? Because I think everybody wants to help because that's a general need, right? And as I said, there's so many different nonprofits, but this one, you kind of look at it and you go, wow, there are people who literally cannot put food on the table. How do I help that first? You know, it sort of is that overwhelming. What has the marketing initiative looked like now versus then? Because you probably have to work harder. Yeah, it's so my team, so we have a development team, and their call to action is the donate. Yeah. So they work with a third-party firm actually based in Warrendale, and they do great work on the call to action to donate to the food bank. Sure. My job is to create awareness for getting food assistance. Gotcha. So when my department yeah. comes in, we want to tell organic stories. We want to reduce the stigmas that a lot of people feel yeah. when, you know, I'm food insecure for the first time. I lost my job. You know, funds are tight. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I need that assistance. So if we can share the story um, to reduce those stigmas, create greater access for food assistance, whether that's uh, hours that people can go to our pantry network, whether it is um, having, having certain choice foods. Uh, based off of certain 
um, cultures. Uh, there, there's a lot of things that go into it. It's not just 20-pound food boxes that are non-perishable items anymore. We want to create opportunities to have the choice to not only have food, but to have healthy food that aligns with, with your needs. And we've learned that, I was going to say, right, from him when we went there mm-hmm. and actually saw what it was like. Because mm-hmm. people can actually come and have a day where they, you can show them how they can be helpful, right? There's mm-hmm. that volunteer piece. Yeah, the, the volunteer component is huge. We had more than 6,000 volunteers last year, uh, wow. contributed about 60,000 hours to the work that we do. Now, our staff, 150 staff, we cover 11 counties in southwestern Pennsylvania. So without those volunteers, we would not be able to have the impact that we have. So there's the volunteer component, there's the donor component, and sometimes it's one and the same. Um, and there's the advocate component. Some people don't have the time to volunteer. Maybe they don't have the funds to donate, but they can be a voice in the community, whether it's through social media or just on the grassroots level to talk about, hey, the food bank is doing great things. It's helping so many people in southwestern Pennsylvania. Um, you can help out as well. So does the equation work out, you know, where perhaps because things have the need has arisen, people moved from donors and volunteers over to the side of needing the assistance? Or has it been lucky, been lucky enough that people still, more people still volunteer and more people still give more money, despite the fact of losing some of that population over to the side that was more needing things? Yeah, the, the, the community stepped up incredibly during the pandemic. Uh, you saw the lines on TV of how many people needed food assistance. So when that need went up, the community answered the call. The donors came in, whether they're individual donors, the foundation community, um, corporate uh, entities throughout sure. southwestern Pennsylvania, you know, hundreds and thousands of companies who donated to the cause, whether that was $1,000 or $50,000 or $100,000. And then we have our, our food partners like Giant Eagle who donate not only funds to us to keep us operational, but so much food every year to the food bank because – when people hear, well, should I donate food or should I give money to the food yeah. bank, right? We actually angle people to donating money because we can stretch a dollar so far. Sure. And a year ago, it was a dollar provided enough food for up to five meals. Now it's three dollars. One dollar provides enough food up for three meals. Wow. Uh, because In one of inflation. Year. Yeah. In inflation. So not only are people paying more money at the grocery store, we're paying more money to sustain our operations as an organization. Um, so with inflation, cost of living, the supply chain, food prices, all that goes up. So it's even more critical now that people donate to the food bank, even if it's a dollar, because that dollar, again, it's up, yeah. enough food for three meals. Brian, I have a really serious question for you. Have you ever done an interview this close to a thermostat or an electric <laughs> I mean, what do you Ask think you about our studio? Well, I love the new setup. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like Rachel said, we've been in contact over the years. So I remember, so for my podcast, and we sunsetted that podcast, had a great two and a yes. half year run, but we started it right before the pandemic. And yes. you came into our yeah, studios yeah. and we, we did. loved it. Yeah. Right. And then once the pandemic hit, we had to go and we had yeah. to, you know, do everything over uh, the computer and do it sure. that way. And we decided, you know, we want to take our time and energy. And it was a great opportunity to create stories and share stories. But yeah, never close to a thermostat. <laughs> the good news is it's locked, so none of our guests can actually. But I feel like I would access it. But it's yeah. 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 Is it? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's good to right. know. So the the food bank, what are some of the new initiatives? Like everybody's being creative. We know there are galas. We know there are bowling events. There are whatever. How are, that's your job, right, to become more creative as far as raising money somewhere along the way. I know asking is obviously direct ask is the, is the best part. But in the meantime, what are you guys doing to sort of create, wow, how can I make donations even more exciting. You know? Yeah, so our big event annually is our Empty Bulls Dinner in partnership with Just Harvest. We do that in March every year at Road of Shalom. Uh, it's a great oh, right. initiative. Right. We're coming up on 27 years now, I believe. So that'll happen in the spring. That's a big initiative. It sells out every year and raises somewhere between eighty and $100,000 for us. We have the Katy Turkey Fund ongoing yes. right now, and it's 42nd year, somewhere along those lines, that you know, we raise anywhere between eight and nine hundred thousand dollars. We help twenty-five wow. to thirty thousand families a year uh, put turkeys on the table, uh, so they have a meal with their family and friends during Thanksgiving. So there's a lot of those types of initiatives that go on. We have the People's Gas Holiday Market down in Market Square. You get a photo of Santa. We ask for a ten-dollar donation for that. That raises money. Uh, but then again, we rely on so many individual donors, the foundation community, uh, and, and companies helping us out. And it really goes so far. Um, there's a multiple ways that you can give to the organization. It's not just those events. Yeah. And, and 
the first step is just getting you in the door and sure. creating awareness of what we do, who we serve, where we serve. A lot of people don't know, they hear the name Greater Pittsburgh Community Food sure. Bank, but we stretch all the way out to Somerset, Indiana County, as far north as Lawrence County, and down to the West Virginia border. So it's an 11-county service area that uh, has about 260,000 food insecure individuals. That's actually oh um, a question I have as far as... Do you service the smaller food banks? Do they are you like, like federal? Funnels, right? Are you the federal reserve? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we have more than a thousand agency partners and programs. We do um, collaborations with across those eleven counties. So mm-hmm. yes, you have West Hills Food Pantry. You have North Hills Community Outreach. You have um, Tom Ju- Baker. Ju- Tom Baker. <laughs> yeah, Jubilee Kitchen. Um, so we have those are just a few of the many that we have that they will come to us and we'll help them with their food. We'll get their pantry stocked and, and ready to rock and roll and go and. You know, we do our distributions out in the community where we'll do the drive-up and the walk-up distributions. So there's so many different ways we can get food to people. Sure. And continuing to advance that through our strategic initiatives. We want to deepen partnerships. I need to take a breath. Yeah. yeah. You're good, though. Like, deepen partnerships, just... um, increasing the access as well, uh, like I said in the beginning, because it's so critical. A lot of people, whether they're homebound, that we need to yeah. get deliveries to them, um, whether they uh, aren't on you know, the, uh, on a bus line and sure. again, getting food to them. So if they have a local pantry and it may only be open twice a month increase those hours we have a protocol locker system now that you can go and we'll have food in one's in ambridge and one's at our headquarters in duquesne so we're hoping to get more of those set up to where we'll put you make the order we put the food in and you can go at any time put your code in and you can pick up your food so it's like an amazon locker thing so we're doing a lot a lot of those initiatives right now to create additional awareness for the work that we do and get that food out well we'll let you take a breath right now because we'll explain to everybody that we have a question today which we'll get to in a second and we'll ask you for your website but we have this thing on our new show here is where we're trying to fill our junk drawer with junk and uh, so we know that you have something you're savoring something for us off camera right it's something oh we'll so, show it yeah, later yeah, we will definitely show it later but you you understand about the junk drawer right I do yeah I yeah do. Okay. So and, it, it, you it's accept un- the challenge it's in the car it's in the car we, we go out right now it's like my wallet at the restaurant it's in the car a lot of golf goodies and those things there's some golf gadgets Brian this is the most critical time of year where can everybody find out more information pittsburghfoodbank.org that's okay. the easiest place easiest. to go if you follow us on social media it's at pgh food bank all of our social channels uh, we just launched a new uh, advocacy program like a, a community ambassador program that launches really to expand the reach in the community through the social platforms so uh, doing a lot hoping to get the word out and hoping to help a lot of people brian good riddance to hot weather lantern flies or pumpkin spice something what do you want to get rid of Lanternflies. I love it. Yeah. Brian Bullish, it is always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank, Thank you. you so much for coming. It's a pleasure to host you, and uh, please keep doing all the good that you do for us. Thank you both. Appreciate it. Josh Axelrod is next. You jag off late night. People used to celebrate hard work, the spirit of the underdog. You don't hear too much about those things anymore. The world needs more problem solvers, people who know results matter, folks with brains and elbow grease. Our work runs through just about every office building in the city like a network of veins. It's not what you are that makes you a steam fitter. It's who you are. I've been thinking that Rorick Automotive needs a new jingle. Rorick Automotive got the best cars around Pittsburgh. Driving a Rorick. I bought it at Rorick. Picked up my new car at Rorick Automotive. I got friends at Rorick Automotive where the staff is nice and the dealership's loaded with brand new cars. And you can drive real far. It's Monica. We're hanging out in Brighton Heights this week for Where You At. And John and Rachel are going to give me a tour here because they're pretty much from here. John, you have a special connection with Tom Friday's Meat Market? Yes, because they have the best meats ever. And I can walk here. Yeah? Hanging out with Christian from Tom Friday's Market. Christian, the biggest selling item that you guys have here. So our biggest selling item would be the uh, special blend. It's a combination of uh, brisket, chuck, and short rib. Makes the best burger you'll ever have in the city. John and Rachel here a lot. Uh, yeah, I've seen them over the last four years. They know me, that's for sure, yeah. Do they have an exact order that you know about? I know that he likes chocolate milk. So after you go and get your meats from Tom Friday's, after you get your good treats, your drinks and stuff from California Coffee Bar, I have 
right here next door in between all that lauren from california psychopath how are you good how are you <laughs> i'm good so tell me all about this place how many courses do you guys offer how many classes John and Rachel, you dug up late night. Welcome back. Hopefully you will go to our website, go to our social media and check out Monica checking out my hometown, Brighton Heights. It's so fantastic. You need to go see what she did. She talks perfectly. We need to get in check. We talk too long. Right, right. Tom Friday's is a great place to go. And if you have a place to send Monica or any one of our other Jag braggers, make sure you email us or just DM us, whatever. And uh, John just likes to say DM. Where should we go? We like these small. Not don't say Lawrenceville. Say these we need three streets. streets. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. All right, now we're up to Josh Axelrod, who is a. This is your first time on this podcast. This new thing that we're doing. This thing. And uh, but you've been on our podcast a lot, and you wrote the coolest article. My aunt was so proud. And uh, oh, the one thing is, she reads the print. <laughs> it's ours. She's like, hey, it's Johnny. And uh, and then. And then, thanks to you, we keep getting this email from these people that want to sell us prints of the of the, of yes! the article, you know, on wow. a, you know, lacquered on a piece of wood. I know, like that is a we're like, yeah. So just imagine if they did that for every article you wrote. So welcome to the Jagoff Lane. Thanks as always for having me, and thanks for continuing the tradition of putting like really cool people in front of me that I have to follow. Like, <laughs> I called the bank guy last time. It was like someone who was like making like rainbows for puppies. And now I have to follow oh, the bank guy. Right at flower. Power? Yeah, that right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, let's back up one more. When we went to the porch tour and we joked that we left you there and went to meet Ed Sheeran while you were still hanging out with our guests. That's not not what happened. <laughs> yeah. And Halushki was really good. Time. I remember that much. Right, right. it Halushki was so was good. good. Yeah, right, yeah. right. That's yeah, so that's funny. So See, funny. we treat you right. That's you why, do. yeah. You do. You just make sure that I'm following somebody who I can't possibly meet. <laughs> that is fine. not true. And that's the juicy fine. juice that we gave you tonight is really good too, right? The grape. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Hard agree. Hard, yes. So, Josh, we bring you on quarterly because you literally have your finger on the pulse of what's happening, specifically entertainment. I try. And we'd love to know, how are things now with the whole SAG-AFTRA sort of coming out of the craziness that was going on? Uh, I, this, the craziness is still going on. Yeah. Nothing's really changed. In really? Terms of the local film scene. Okay. Well, we just don't have that big of a WGA cont- contingent. Uh, mm. We don't really have writers well, we have a couple of WGA right. members in the area. Yeah. We got lots of SAG members, and okay. either way, until the SAG strike is done, no one's working. Well, I mean, like nothing. I mean, there have been some like national exemptions. I don't know exactly how the exempt list works because some productions for some studios are able to work. But sure. As far as I know, the last thing that filmed here was American Rust season two, and that's still like, that wrapped in April. I mean, and I know that, like, it's been announced since that Mayor of Kingstown is, got renewed, and its third season will come back and film here, and. As of today, I guess I, I guess we're all allowed to say that uh, Lee Daniels, who is here filming the Deliverance for Netflix, is going to make something else here at some point. I I love when he gives us these little yeah. tidbits. Well, no, that was in an article that was published near hours here we ago. Go. So that's here we go. Uh, and this is when he tests me. When he calls Rachel, he tests like me. So, but but yeah, yeah, I'm just saying nothing's nothing's happening yet. Yeah, nothing, nothing's going to happen until the the actors get their contract, which if Hollywood's smart, will be in the next week or so. That's what I heard. Okay, yeah. Great. So uh, when all of that's not going on. Do you have to go fish around for more things? Or yeah, what is, is your been email like? list still full of things that, oh, well, check this out? I know like your text list. I thought I gave you a scoop. You're like, been there, done that. What did you give him? I he texted said, me earlier this week to try to tell me that Shelby Cassis is now doing stuff for WPXI. And I was like, oh, yeah. I've talked to her about that. I did. I Shelby, and she very nicely was like, I'm good for the moment. But Shelby rules. I oh, know. she's so good. And the fact that, you know, I'll just tell you the fact that Shelby Cassessi is so smart about sports. Oh, did I, mis- did I mispronounce her name? Oh, uh, and, oh, no. No, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so. All good. Yeah, and Jenna Harner paired with her. Like, that's oh, a yeah, dynamic duo of women in sports in Pittsburgh. There's no question. I don't think you see that in many other places. Right, no. yeah, for sure. For no, sure. I love that. So what has it been like, essentially, yeah. coming up with different entertainment topics? Yeah, no, it's been interesting because, yeah. you know, has... As, as you two noted to everyone else here earlier, my, my mother is Sharon Epperson, who is Love a former post theater critic. And I've been spending the last, uh, what, now three and a half years almost, however long I've been. Well, no, I've been the post-gazette for almost four years doing this job. The last about three years telling everyone I'm not a theater critic. And yet, if uh-huh. you look at my uh, output over yeah. the last uh, 
couple months, you'll notice an uptick in uh, local theater a stories bit. from me. Yes. And that's just because there's been less of in the yeah. film world. Okay. Sure. Universe. Sure. But also, you know, I've always tried to help a little bit there. Like, I, I hit the Cultural Trust Broad- Broadway series show. I just put out my preview of The Wiz uh, that's coming to the Benetton Center. I didn't see week. that. And what do you think? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't I mean, seen the show. I mean, I just put out. I just talked to the stars. And, gotcha. Oh, okay. Well, right. But what do you think by what they're saying? I mean, that one's pretty cool because I've never heard of a show that is touring before it hits Broadway. Because this one is like oh, good point. Yeah, this one is already like slated for Broadway, but it's doing the tour first. And I know that the guy playing the Wiz is eventually going to be replaced by Wayne Brady, and he was cool with that. So, Stop it! Whoa. Yeah, I love Wayne Brady. Yeah, so there you go. You can see him on Broadway and whenever that gets there. And and then I, I made a point to write something on the Billy Strayhorn uh, musical that yes. the Republic Theater did, and also on the whatever that mystery illness that tore through its cast was. That oh uh, yeah, right. That that, re- that wrecked the last ten performances. At least they were able to pivot to like a, a film version. But yeah. I there hope, you go. I hope they come back in a few months and are like, hey, we're gonna try this again. But we'll see. Right, we'll see. But yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's been. I, I, I've had to be a little scrappier, I guess, coming up with stories. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, we're getting into Oscar season, and I'm starting to see the Oscars movies, so there ah. may be a lot more reviews for me in the near future. I got, okay. got a couple slated over the next few weeks. So I, I, I've been to two screenings this week, and I got two more over the next few weeks, and more, actually three that I can think of off the top of my head. So wow. let's uh, let's go off topic here for a second. Sure. You're a, you're a dog owner. I am. How's that going? <laughs> How, yeah. Every time we talk to you, it's hysterical. Yeah, it's great. You have any? You know, I mean, um, he just turned ahead. ten months a few days ago, yeah. so he's a legitimate puppy, but okay. he's seventy pounds, and All we right. uh, sometimes forget he's an, a puppy because he's a giant. Okay. Uh, life became easier the second we established a bedtime routine. That Did was, you uh, really? It took a while, but we finally got him to a point where he knows where to, where, where to be when it's time to sleep. I uh, love everything that. from there kind of trickles down. But I mean, our we're, we're preaching calmness right now. Uh, not the calmest dog you'll ever meet. He. Uh, <laughs> We need to teach him how to be groomed. He does okay. not like when water touches his fur or when anyone touches his claws. I call them claws because okay. they're just like uh, legitimately. Right. right. He's, he's, he, he doesn't know his own strength. Now, how did you know to how to become a better dog owner? Did you read? Did you watch videos? That's a good or question. You're just we, sort we, of like um, anybody in the city that needs a dog trained, uh, look up two dads and a dog. Oh, really? Yeah. This really nice like couple. Um, they do in-home training and they also do um, uh, some group classes. We went out to um, North Park for for a couple oh, yeah. group classes out there. Um, they're amazing. They they uh, gave us a lot of tools. And they, okay. and Hopefully I mean, Tracy's taking yeah. notes. Two dogs, two dads, <laughs> two dads and, and a dog. dog. That's, that's yeah. my, we need them all that's my, that, that's my recommendation for the day. No, they're, they're incredible. So is it like one-on-one kind of thing versus... Well, it's, it's, like it's either the one-on-one or the group class, whichever, okay. whichever. But yeah, he came to our house for a solid like couple weeks and was like, we're going to whip this dog into shape. Oh my God, and it's like that nanny. Yeah. Remember the nanny was around for a while and she like told everybody how you could put your kid to bed and let them cry it out. That's what she said. I'm like the only I, I, mean, I don't know if you're just explaining the applied Mary Poppins or not, but... <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah, that too. So, Josh, uh, we do this little thing about the junk drawer. So we've been given some pretty nice things, actually, for our junk drawer. No it's press. to fill up, but it's only episode three, so you're really, like, in on the ground floor of this. What have you brought for our junk drawer? Okay, I'm going to fully admit that I, I forgot this. to bring something from my actual junk drawer. Oh. But, oh. but, 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 I was rummaging through my wallet. Oh, I like this. This is even better. And Stop you it. can decide if you want to keep this or not. Here's my old grad school, George Washington I, University. Absolutely, we're keeping that. That, expi- that here, expired in 2019. Let's hold this up to the camera. It's only been a couple wait, years wait, ago, so it's, it's not a bad thing. Let me cover an ID. Let me cover Listen, an ID here. There you go. All right, nothing cool. is just better than a me. junk drawer <laughs> gift than a, than a... I love it. This. It's, I, this. I it's a what, replacement. I think I was keeping it around for the nostalgia, but I, I'm good now. No, it's fantastic. Nostalgic now. I'm this fine giving that awesome. up. I this love that you are willing to do that. And so what I love even more, I just want to say this before we go to the question of the day. We were at an event when the Greer was yep. reopening. Another theater story and I did. So amazing, right? <laughs> and I told John when I was leaving, the best part of that, I mean, it was gorgeous. There were so many good things to talk about. But seeing you and Sean Collier have a conversation about, like, we've often wondered, like, do you talk amongst, yourse- talk amongst yourselves? You do. You guys really kind of 
chatted up about what's going on. I just saw him last night at my screening of The Holdovers in Robinson. Yeah, I we love were, this. We were, it, he's, he's a wild man because after that movie, he was immediately going to go see Five Nights at Freddy's, and I was like, that sounds like a terrible night, but you enjoy yourself. Yeah, I would not want to do that either, Josh, at all. That is not my he went from He went from a long Oscar bait movie to like a... Uh, I haven't seen Five Nights, so I don't want to say anything. It's yeah, right. Not my, not my kind of movie. Not your thing, <laughs> no. Is there something you're watching? Show-wise? Yes. Because um, I always like your recommendations. I'm going to just name two shows that just finished their seasons. Go. Um, Only Murders in the Building is still, like, the funniest thing in the world. Love. Uh-huh. Give me, give me let's see if Martin and Martin Short do whatever they want. To, I could live with right them. I need to watch yeah. it. I know, I know, and yeah. I, same, I only saw the trailer, remember, yeah. I want to no. see this. That film. one's on Hulu, the new season's great, uh, Paul, it's got Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep in it, right. that's all you need to know. Okay. Um, and then, um, there's a show on Max called Our Flag Means Death, that just, uh, finished its second season, for lack of a better descriptor, it's about gay pirates, and okay. it's got, like, Taika Waititi in it, he's probably the biggest name, um, it's just really funny, okay. and sweet, and the action is shockingly good. Okay. Um, we yeah. always take your advice. So yeah, I just finished, it just bad. finished its season last Thursday, I, I had a lot of fun with it it's 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 the world's a dark place right now it's right if you if you just want to kill kill i guess four hours i, I i'm I glad that we went into four yeah. hours because i was worried right. about what we were right, killing right, right. josh axelrod where does everybody find you follow you all that good stuff because then i have my question of the day okay you uh find me at uh post you follow me on twitter at jaxelberg with an h follow me on instagram at jaxel22 um that's all i got if anyone wants to know what my most prideful moment was in the month of October, it was that Sharon Everson accepted my friend request. Okay, next you're up. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. He said you're welcome. He, he, he you know, gave you a recommendation. I'm sure she was like, what is this lady? All right, she question knows, she, the, she knows me too. She's so cute. I love her. Good riddance to hot weather, lantern flies, or pumpkin spice anything. Oh, lantern flies. Yeah, every it's like yeah. unanimous. I yeah. guess it was not this weather. The best this question. weather blows. No, we need the hot weather back. I yes, agree. and I agree. I'm I, I don't trust people who don't like pumpkin stuff. Pumpkin's great. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I, I don't trust the dirty hipsters who uh, who, do, who don't embrace embrace the pumpkin season. <laughs> to say in John Chamberlain, I like pumpkin pie. But it's all right. right. We're chatting it up with another Josh next. Josh Axelrod, thank you so much for joining us. We love having you. Can't wait till we have you next quarter. And as always, make sure you're checking out all of his stories. We're going to talk to another Josh. Thanks for joining us on your Jagger Plate Night. Thanks as always, guys. Welcome to Permanigan. I think you ordered. You need a tap? No, we don't use this. We, we know how to yell the sandwich. The, the, the cook. Here we go. Thank you, Tony. Anytime. Let's dig in. It's John and Rachel. We love to dig into iconic Pittsburgh places like Permanis. So we brought our friends from People's Gas. Hey guys. Hey, it's that time of year again when homeowners are going to start those outdoor projects. So what we need you to know is please call at least three business days before you dig. It doesn't matter if it's a big project like a pool or a new garage or something small like a mailbox. Always call before you dig. I called. We can dig in. So please call 811 three business days before excavating so you don't have to call 911. I've been thinking that Rorick Automotive needs a new jingle. Rorick Automotive got the best cars around Pittsburgh. Driving a Rorick, I bought it at Rorick. Picked up my new car at Rorick Automotive. I got friends at Rorick Automotive where the staff is nice and the dealership's loaded with brand new cars. And you can drive real far. Hey, how did all of that start? Because I know you have a food truck as well. You had the whole, you know... <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, so we've been here for five years now. So actually about seven years ago, my husband came up with, he was thinking like, what's missing from the community? What's missing in Beaver County? And then he's like, you know what? It's authentic Southern food, you know? And my husband's mother name is, she's Annie Lee, and she comes here from time to time, check okay. things out. You know, she actually come and meet customers. So, That's nice. Like, um, it, it's been really good. So we started, uh, I'll say 2016. All right, so uh, I'm listening in my ear. We don't really have those. You're things. not. We don't have that kind of budget. 
So. We're pretending. <laughs> we pretend. Anyways, we have to tell you, make sure you go watch the Jeep Jet over on yajagoff.com because the whole video is there. And Marcus Cox has been a godsend to us, and he went out and, you know, Again, just go watch them all, G-Jet and where he at. But in the meantime, right now, we're welcoming to you, Jagoff Late Night. Listen, we're all about big names, and Josh Getzoff is one of those. Josh Getzoff, <laughs> Pittsburgh Penguins. Let's go, Penguins! What's up, guys? Yeah. How you doing? LGP. Yeah, seriously, yeah. right? So we're so excited to have you because we always talk about, anytime we have a question of the day that has anything to do with sports, John and I both have the same answer. We always want to be different, but it, when it comes to sports, we're like, we are Pens fans through and through. Dude, so smart people. I right! <laughs> We are, yeah. right? And not to, listen, not to discredit all of our other amazing no, teams, no, but there's just something about those Penguins. What has it been like for you? I mean, that's the obviously the most cliche question I could ask, <laughs> but here you are, you're doing your thing. Yeah. Is it like, is it still surreal or is this where you're finally like, I literally know Bork and I literally know Mike? Uh, well, on a first name basis. <laughs> yeah, I actually just talked to Mikey the other day, and, yeah. and Phil yesterday. So, like, yeah. yeah, those guys are they're just they're friends, right? Yeah. They're not just like coworkers. So sure. that's the cool part about that. Um, but it is still surreal. I'm because sure. I grew up. Yeah, in a, where in a different, in a different <laughs> area? It's all right. It's where all right. Where did you grow up? So, so just as an aside, when I had my Penguins interview way back when, they asked me where I was from. I said east of Harrisburg, and they were like. <laughs> East of Harrisburg. Yeah, like, who like, says that? Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Still in Pennsylvania, but keep going. They're uh-huh. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't say that out loud. It's like Voldemort right. and Harry Potter. <laughs> Understood. Um, but, but, yeah, so, like, I've been I've been with the Penguins for nine years now. And wow. It's been every, – every year has been awesome. You know, Mike Sullivan was probably the reason they won those back-to-back mm-hmm. cups, but I like to think that it was my first two no years question. too. Yeah, you know? same. That's what um, I said before you so, came on. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the, it's been it's been awesome. And we, like, it, it, my wife and I, we we've been here now, like I said, for almost a decade. We have a son. We bought a house. Like Pittsburgh's our home. We love it yeah. here, and uh, it's just been a, a great experience. And it still is kind of surreal doing what I do and I getting to do it every day. So for you, like we know that Mike Lang did not start off doing hockey. As a matter of fact, he almost didn't want to do hockey. Yeah, right? right. For you, was this was was hockey your thing? Or? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was It was from as long as I can remember. So I played hockey growing up. I was about 12 years old. I don't know if you guys remember Eric Tangratti. He used yeah. to play for the Penguins. Uh-huh. Also from that yeah. city. Uh, he and that I we got, don't yeah. speak. I love that we don't speak of it. I love this. See, I'm already indoctrinated. Yeah, you're smart. Yeah, yeah. We love it. yeah you're smart. He, it would get bleeped out. Yeah, well, Borky yeah. told me. I, yeah, exactly. You can use the F word, but you can't use oh the P-H word. But you can't I use can? the P-H word. <laughs> Because I can't do it in my regular job. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. There are times I want to say it. Right, right, right. Um, but Borky told me when I when I came here, I got the transfusion. I got the orange and black taken out of the yes. veins and the black and gold put in. So we're, I'm good now. Um, and I don't even remember what you asked me. <laughs> you, know, did, you, you said you were playing hockey. Oh, course. yeah, yeah. So did I, you always want to do hockey announcing? I did. I, I, uh, I grew up playing hockey. I grew up with Eric Tangratti, yeah. former Penguin. Uh, we were line mates for a couple years, way back when, which is crazy because he lives in Wexford now and we know each other very well yeah. and it's like kind of a strange full circle moment. But my point of that is he and I played together growing up and we got to a point where all these teams were asking him to play for them and I wasn't getting asked. So I realized, okay, I'm not that good, <laughs> not as good as him, so I'm not going to be a pro. But I still wanted to keep playing and then I realized, well, how could I be involved in sports if I wasn't playing? And I love, like any of us, watching sports on TV. And growing up, where I grew up, there were a couple good broadcasters back there. Uh, Harry Callis was one of them who's since passed away. But I remember watching him on TV and being like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah. Okay. And that was when I was like 11 or 12 years old, and it's what I've always wanted to do since. So to your point, it is kind of surreal sure. for me. I'm um, 35 now, and so like it's, it's a crazy experience to be able to, to do what I do and get to say like those guys that I looked up to and kind of had a pipe dream and hope when I was younger, to be able to do what they do is pretty awesome. Yeah. Let's reverse that question then. Yeah. So since we will not speak of the place in which we come, <laughs> how do like they feel? Just become that now. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. <laughs> how do those people feel? Like, how does your hometown feel about you being here? So it's funny. When I got the Penguins job, um, my friends were like, of all the teams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. They were like, you could have worked in any sport yeah. for any team, and you worked for the Pittsburgh Penguins, and I'm yeah. like, damn, man, you got to go where the opportunity is, like trying to pump it, and then I got here, and you get to work with the people in the organization, and you get yeah. to know the city, and you're like, wow, this place is awesome, yeah. and this team is awesome. And then they won those cups, and I remember going back home, and I, the Penguins were awesome to the staffers those couple years. We got rings. Um, and my friends were like, do you uh, – 
do you have your ring? And I'm like, oh, now? No, oh, now it's, okay. well, it's, it's yeah. cool now. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yes. So I did. I, I, I brought them home, and they got to see him, and they got a kick out of that. And I think now with me doing the TV side, they're all on their ESPN Plus subscriptions and watching back in Philly. So we may have brought some more people it. over with us. No. I said it. Oh, beat that. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God, he said oh, it. I can't believe I let it go. Is it a drinking game? Are we yeah. supposed yeah. to drink whenever you say No, I love that. And it is so true because we all are true to our roots and where we start. But it is something unique to kind of – I mean, we are the Penguins. And look at how you've transformed almost a decade here. Is it funny to you to see how Yinzers react to that, though? Like, we're really particular. Like, you have to give how many years you've been here before we're like, all right, you're good. It's funny, too, because – so my wife, uh, she will not mind me sharing this. She's from Uh Boston. Okay. So we're a terrible combination. At least you didn't say Cleveland. No, no, that's true. (laughs) Uh, So she – She's a physical therapist, which is PT month, by the way. So shout oh, out to Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, she, uh, she, she works up in Gibsonia. And I remember the first year she was here, she wore a Brady shirt. Oh, and she's, oh like, she's like, I had a couple patients, like, literally curse me out today. Oh and I was like, well, yeah. I mean, that would happen where I'm from, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> then we become neutral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, she's, and she's like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm like, I wouldn't either. So that she's, she's so kind funny. of a, a closeted Patriots fan, not that she is anymore. I just yeah. outed her. Yeah, you podcast. really did. Uh, <laughs> but she, but she, she's, you know, she's come to love Pittsburgh too. Yeah. She just the Steelers are not gonna, they're not gonna do it for yeah. her. She's a Patriots sure. fan. So, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when it's interesting as far as it, it to us on the outside, it seemed like the Penguins have a very good organization. You know, they're solid as far as. And uh, do you talk to your peers at other other cities, and you don't have to name them or whatever, as far as. Do you have it pretty good as opposed to another play-by-play announcer? In comparison, and, yeah. You know, another yeah. another city. Like, is the Penguins organization really that good in that class? Yeah, we yeah. Are, they are. Um, yeah. It's it's really awesome to work for them for a lot of reasons. But to your point, like, when you go to these other cities and you meet these other broadcasters who now, you know, being in the league as long as I've been, you, you're pretty much friendly with everybody. It's a, yeah. it's a tight-knit community. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get to talk to these people, and they're like, oh, you you guys are allowed to do that, or you guys get to do that, and st- just little things that you don't even think about working for the team or the opportunities you get working for the team that other organizations are not as eager to offer their broadcasters. Sure. Um, and that's not all of them. There are some that are equally on par with the Penguins. Um, but you get to see just, you know, for a smaller market like Pittsburgh, to compare yourselves to what guys in New York City are doing right. or – uh, guys in Toronto are doing or stuff like that, some of the bigger cities in the world in North America, and you see you're kind of on par with them with the opportunities that you're getting, uh, and the players that you have are way better than them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that also is, it, 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 you, you feel pretty lucky. You feel yeah, pretty fortunate. Yeah, it gets put into perspective. Yeah. Now, sure. as you know, we, uh, we have this thing called the junk drawer that yeah. we started here, but let's talk about what's in your junk drawer. This uh, or really on your desk. You just did like a what's in your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh crap. I know. <laughs> this little uh, time. Cap, yeah. This little time. The the uh, the hourglass. The hourglass. Yeah, the, the egg timer. The egg timer. That there was you go. Mike. Mike Lyon gave me that. Yeah. Um, I did my first preseason game for him in twenty seventeen. I think it was September of twenty seventeen, wow. and. It was the first time filling in for him, and he's you know walking around in the media level before it was named the Mike Lang media level. So this is back then. Yeah. Um, and I'm get, you know going to get a coffee before the game, and he's walking around to watch the game. He's like, "Hey, come here." I'm like, okay. He's like, pulls it out. He's like, "This is an egg timer." I'm like, "Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> cool." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "The Gunner gave me one of these, Bob Prince." Yeah. And he's like, oh "And I gosh. want you to have one of these. Uh, this is for time and score. Every three minutes, you rotate it over because radio people are tuning in that." The statistic yeah. is every five minutes a new listener or group of listeners join. So every three minutes you do time and score, and you keep the people informed as to what's going on. So now with TV, obviously I don't have that need because people can see it on the screen, but I keep it in front of me still, and I kept it in front of me for every game I've called because it's kind of a nod to him. Like he and I grew to be really close, and his, I think, just like guidance in my career has been really influential, especially in Pittsburgh. But sure. then. Just little stuff like that has gone a long way to make me feel more comfortable yeah. going into those seats and yeah. into those situations. So I just keep it there in front of me every game to just kind of be a nod to him. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What a, a story. Yeah. I know. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you call them Borky and Mikey. Like, oh, yeah. I wish I could have an E. You know, you, I don't have an E. That's Rachel. 
Yeah, 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 Rachie, yeah. Johnny and Rachie. I was going to say, if you're in the oh, hockey God. world, everyone gets an E out of you. EY or an IE. Yeah, or 67. Like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's yeah. There fine. you go. We have a question of the day, but before we do that, where does everybody follow you online? Um, so I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram at JG Puck. Uh, hockey okay. Puck. Right. Um, and then uh, X, is that what it's called now? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, right. Twitter, X. Yeah. Uh, the artist formerly known as Twitter. Exactly, uh, yes. Is JG underscore PXP, so yes. play by play. So that's where people can follow me. You are yeah. just a gem. We're so happy that we got to meet you. Yeah. We love that you actually came here. And you're just such a blessing for our city, so thank you thank so you. much. Well, yeah. it's, it's great to be here, and it's great to be with you guys. And, I mean, it's it's been awesome being a part of the Penguins. I'm looking forward to doing it for as long as they let me. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we love it here, so thanks for having me. I'm glad yeah. to hear it. So, we have, <laughs> our audience is asking yeah. for tickets. Our audience just said they, they Oprah Win, Winfrey you. Do you yes, they did. And I, have like, yes. I mean, do yeah. you have more of these? They, have, they can be arranged. Right? I can so, be bought for a price. Josh, before we let you go, good riddance to you. Is it hot weather, lantern flies, or pumpkin spice anything? Oh, man. It's the common thread has been lantern flies. I was going to say, pumpkin spice made me pause because I'm not a big... I, yeah. I know that's maybe the flaw for no, me, you're but good. I hate lantern flies. And like Same. the times this summer where they just got so crazy where they like fly in yeah, your yeah. face They're or like just, jump on the back of your right. neck. Right. Yeah. They have no yeah. boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I no. agree. Get them out of no, here. No, I yeah. agree. There you go. It was an easy question <laughs> yeah. of the day this time. So, Josh, thank you so much thanks, for joining guys. us. Yeah. We definitely want to have you back and we appreciate all that you're doing for our city. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. All right. The F word didn't happen. PH word dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our musician is coming self up next. If see me doing these things now, I wouldn't believe it. To be a steam fitter, you need to be a problem solver. You can do instrumentation, hydronics, chillers, rigging, HVAC. I have this wonderful opportunity to grow my career. It's not what you are that makes you a steam fitter. It's who you are. Over a hundred years... And we're just getting started. Welcome to Flamini. Can I take your orders? Do you need a tap? No, we don't use this. We, we know how to yell the sandwich. The, the, the cook. Here we go. Let's dig in. It's John and Rachel. We love to dig into iconic Pittsburgh places like Permanis. So we brought our friends from People's Gas. Please call at least three business days before you dig. It doesn't matter if it's a big project or something small like a mailbox. Always call before you dig. I called. We can dig in. So please call 811 three business days before excavating so you don't have to call 911. Everyone, Jeremy and Angie from Discover the Bird here, and we are bringing you the 412 do's this week. So, Angie, you know, it's Halloween coming it's up. It's my favorite season. She is a haunted house <laughs> fanatic. No, really. no, no, no. I have to do the, the kids on, uh, lights on, kids tours. Um. And even there, be, uh, you know, warned ahead of time. Yeah. yeah. Well, either way, Halloween's coming up next week, which means this weekend's going to be, you know, your last chance and the busiest weekend for all things Halloween. So, you know, there's a lot of great haunted houses going on for just a few more days. You know, Scare House, 100, Acre, 100 Acres Manor, uh, Castle Blood. Um, that one's actually a really good one for their uh, matinee tour on Sunday, their last one of the year. It's a lights-on, kid-friendly tour. And this season, we went up to Zombies of the Corn for the first time up in Freedom, PA, and that was a lot of fun. That one also kind of is a little bit more family-friendly, and uh, Angie didn't need to close it. it. But, yes. uh, you know, one of their main highlights is a, is a ride through the forest, and it's at a paintball field, so you are shooting zombies with paintballs. I think you're really It was good. my first time doing paintball, and what better way to get into it than shooting zombies? Yeah, and you didn't get shot, and I didn't accidentally shoot you, so Perfect. there's that. But there's also a lot of fun bars doing pop-ups this weekend. I think uh, Mixtapes doing Burton's Bar pop-up. Uh, there's going to be a pop-up at the Butcher and the Rye for the last few weeks, Halloween theme, Double Wide Grill and Southside. And then a lot of, you know, our favorite bars and restaurants are doing Halloween events. So make sure you're doing something fun for Halloween this weekend. Now, Angie, I know that you're, you're big on the restaurants. So what kind of new restaurants are you excited about? Yes, well, there's lots of, of restaurant openings that we're really excited about. One is uh, Lilith opening up in Shadyside, and it's... Um, run by Jamalka Borges, one of, you know, Pittsburgh's really highly respected chefs. She's been around forever, and we're really excited for this new uh, venture by her. No, November 2nd, opening yes. date. Yeah. 
And the other uh, one of note we wanted to mention is Altavia. So that's down in Market Square. You may know they have a couple other locations around the city. And um, this week was their soft opening. And we got a chance to check that out. And we're, we're really, really excited um, for some really quality Italian food right in the heart of Market Square. Yeah. Now, they haven't you know, formally announced an opening date as of us recording this. But by the time this is live and everyone's watching, there might be more information. So keep your eyes peeled there. But Market Square is about to get a lot more uh, tasty. And then, uh, you know, I love good seasonal uh, museums and things like that. And the Science Center just opened up the new t uh, Titanic exhibit this last week. And that'll be running through till April. So if you want to go learn more about the history of the Titanic and check out the touring show, you know, make sure you get your reserve ticket for that. I'm going on Monday and I'm really excited. Yeah. Now, Angie, you, you were also talking about maybe going to the Vintage Mixer this weekend, right? Yes. So this is a fantastic event that we've been to several times. So this is going on on Saturday from 8 to 5 at the Convention Center. Um, it's over about 100 vendors, I think. Uh, so it's all kinds of mid-century, vintage, kitsch, and more for, you know, furniture, housewares, kitchen stuff, um, clothes. It's uh, if you, if you want to get your shopping on for some yeah. really good uh vintage stuff it's yeah. and the get best. there early it's the best. yeah they do have an early bird uh shopping hour so if you're interested in that check that out it is a ticketed event so um sure. just get your tickets for that well that's it for us with the four one to do's this week we are jeremy and angie of discover the berg so come check us out at discovertheberg.com or social media at discover the berg and we'll be seeing you soon Jeremy and Angie did a great job in the 412 Do's. And again, reminding you that every week we will have another 412 Do's. Discover the Berg is the number one Pittsburgh blog for anything. You want to go on a biking trail? I was just going to say trail. trail yeah, exactly. You want to figure out where to get a good beer? Discover the Berg. And if you Google something in Pittsburgh, I promise you, they they will have the answer that comes up first. So thanks to the to the Discover the Berg folks for our four one to dos. And now we get to chat with our musician who right. has been so amazing, sitting and waiting as we talk to the Joshes and Brian and Ruby. We understand that you come from West Virginia. First question: Do you still live there? No, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> Thank goodness. Are you in Pittsburgh? I live Ish? about an hour north, and okay. but I've been uh, after playing north and south of the city for years. I'm finally playing uh, shows in the city. I played a couple times at Club Cafe, and I have yeah. something coming up at uh, G's on Liberty on November oh, 24th. Yeah. Okay. And I saw you were at Oakmont Theater. Is that right? Yeah, I, I did that opening for um, three. William Elliot Whitmore oh, wow. last uh, October. Okay, fantastic. So what do you like about performing here in Pittsburgh? Well, it's a, uh, you know, unique it, city. Yeah, you know, I have I have family from uh, from the area, so, you know, I'm not uh, the culture isn't strange to me at all. It's, sure. it's actually kind of like being at home. So right. I feel a little bit more at home than, you know, some other places have been. Sure. And we joke about West Virginia because it's literally our neighbor. And so sometimes we're like, welcome. You know, it's yeah. just sort of this extension of Pittsburgh. So yeah. there you go. We yeah, I get it. it. And, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of Steeler fans down there. Actually, sure. every, almost everywhere I've lived, I've met Steeler fans in Connecticut and, smart. you know, Houston <laughs> and, you know, all, all over. So. So music, tell me about how you got started in music. Was it a family thing? Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. I, started, I started playing classical violin when I was three and a half. Okay. And um, I just never uh, never really stopped playing for very long. And uh, started playing guitar when I was about 11 or 12 and writing songs. And My dad played a little guitar, so he uh, taught me what he knew. And I uh, just kind of took it from there. So I have to read this because I, I couldn't believe it when I was doing all the background stuff. In the studio, you have recorded on the cello, the mandolin, the bass, and the piano. But you typically perform with a violin, a guitar, a viola, and a ukulele, Monica, which is your favorite. Oh. Monica swears that she is eventually going to take lessons for the ukulele. It hasn't happened yet. I'm not outing you. That's probably but not necessary. But really? <laughs> is it easy? It's probably easier if you don't already play another instrument because it's uh, tuned very different from the violin than guitar. 
guitar. You know, the okay. first four strings of guitar is kind of like the violin strings upside down, but the ukulele is totally different. It's a, uh, you know, it's tuned like my dog has fleas, and it's very different from all the other tunings. So if you're familiar with guitar chords, it could totally melt your brain. Uh, there you go, Monica. My like dog that. has fleas by Monica. <laughs> Thank God Monica has no training in any other instrument. Yes, so <laughs> perfect. Yeah. perfect. There you oh, go. That no, good. that is so interesting to me because, I mean, tackling one instrument, right, is tough enough. Oh, yeah, for your... Oh. Now, I'm looking at your guitar that you have here. For those listening, it's a very large guitar. So is this a unique type of guitar? No, this is no. a pretty standard guitar. I actually practice with a smaller guitar because it's a little bit, you know, this is kind of awkward. Yeah, yeah, it looks here. so big. Like, did we give bigger. you that out of the props department? When, I, when, I, when yeah. I stand up, it makes more sense. Oh, uh, okay. So I, well, I kind of have another guitar I use when I'm sitting down. Uh, okay. Smaller and a little bit easier. And, of course, the ukulele, I have a larger than usual ukulele. It's a concert size, which okay. I think helps. And it's not on that list, but I also perform with the kazoo quite often. Oh, <laughs> I, Man. That is there's, so cool. There's usually a kazoo solo in at least every show. So. That is okay. great. What a unique thing. I love that. Where so, does everybody yeah. find out about your music? Um, www.mountainsoulmusic.com has uh, all the all the music for you know CDs downloads song uh, individual song downloads um, some T-shirts stickers all the good and, merch uh, on social media if you go to Ruby Mountain Soul Music is usually where you can find Instagram Facebook YouTube, YouTube. I YouTube. loved your YouTube I could have gone down a rabbit hole and watched many many now do you know about yeah. our question of the day. Maybe we, we have <laughs> all right, but before we get to that, do you know about our junk drawer? Yes, I did um, dig something. Okay, so is right. it is it a picture of you that's expired? That seems to be the yeah. theme. Yeah. Well, it it could have been. I I don't know what it is. Okay. Okay. I really don't know what it is, and okay. that's kind of how it ended up here. Is because we. You're like, you can't explain it. We don't know what it is, but we think it might be... Is that it? ...a (laughs) cell phone holder from the last millennium. Oh! (laughs) It has a belt loop, and it has a pocket... Oh, yeah, sunglasses. Yeah, I would say, yeah. But it seems kind of flat for sunglasses. It could be a sunglass holder, but it seems like... But anyway, you don't know. It's, it. it's very well made. Which yes. is why it's been around for like twenty years. I Actually, love it. It was in my husband's junk drunk drawer, and he's like, "You know what? I would love to get rid of <laughs> here." Yeah. I love that we're yeah. now back. Right, it's yeah. our podcast to get rid of things because yeah. we missed it with our other guest there, Bernard Langer, a uh, golf chip from I knew he uh, from would do Brian Gullish, and Josh Getzoff gave us a media pass. From listen, you can't use this from Buffalo. Just recently used on October. Boom! Don't think I won't try. Don't think I won't try. So here we go. So anyway, so all right. So you're going to sing us a song. Perform. Yes. Yes. We're very excited. I'm not giving you pressure, but I really, really enjoyed seeing your performances. So we're stoked to hear you. Oh, good. Well, this song has been getting a lot of attention so far. It's positive, but you know, okay, anything could happen. (laughs) We're game. Okay. Ready. Ready. I've done everything, man, I've done everything, man, I've done Axiomal, metazone, cortisone, zydeco, androgel, orogel, massingale, hydrophil, pralisex, zyrtec, desinex, triple X, amplify, astroglide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, talanol, mito, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respirator, anytime I try them all, exeterin, ephedrin, adrenaline, acetophen, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivans, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and vicodin, seraflores, veritol, fentanyl, triglide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, talanol, mito, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respirator, anytime I try them Oxiterin, ephedrin, adrenaline, acetophen, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivans, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and vicodin, seraflores, veritol, fentanyl, triglide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, talanol, mito, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respirator, anytime I try them all, oxiterin, ephedrin, adrenaline, acetophen, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivans, and sedatives, oxycodone, 
serotonin, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and Vicodin, seroflurosferidol, fentanyl, triplide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, Tylenol, mitol, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respiratol, anytime I try to mock, citerin, adrenaline, acetathin, benzodrin, pseudofid, adivance, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and Vicodin, seroflurosferidol, Cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, Tylenol, mitol, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respiratol. Anytime I try to mock, citerin, ephedrine, adrenaline, acetathin, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivance, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and Vicodin, seroflurosferidol, fentanyl, triplide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, Tylenol, mitol, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respiratol. Anytime I try to mock, citerin, ephedrine, adrenaline, acetathin, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivance, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and Vicodin, seroflurosferidol, fentanyl, triplide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, Tylenol, mitol, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respiratol. Anytime I try to Citerin, ephedrine, adrenaline, acetathin, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivance, and sedatives, oxycodone, melatonin, hydromorphone, ambient, psilocybin, tetracycline, prednisone, and Vicodin, seroflurosferidol, fentanyl, triplide, cyanide, abilify, fluoride, chloride, iodine, calamine, Tylenol, mitol, aerosol, molotov, cetacol, respiratol, anytime I try to mock, citerin, ephedrine, adrenaline, acetathin, benzodrine, pseudofid, adivance, Lantern flies, but like I also get real sick of the pumpkin spice. Me too. Yeah. See, that's been the common yeah, theory. Listen, right. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Thank you to Brian Gullish. Thank you to the two Joshes, Axelrod and Getzoff from the Pittsburgh Penguins. And thank you to Dryer Vent Wizard, of course. Thank you to our Jag Braggers, who you saw tonight. And of course, Rorick Automotive. Thanks so much to Work Automotive because they are the reason that we are here. Check us out next week for another great show. And Johnny Monica. Thank you. Johnica. Awesome.